Hey everyone, this is Adam Ellenboss from Nightlight Astrology, and today Venus is squaring Uranus. Venus threw her retrograde in the sign of Leo, squaring Uranus in the sign of Taurus. On Monday of this week, we took a look at this transit um, from a, a number of different perspectives, and then uh, yesterday we looked at this transit again within the context of the last quarter moon. Today what I want to do, just because we're really in the thick of some of the most important turning points of the Venus retrograde cycle, is to remind you what whole sign house this is falling in in your birth chart right now. Uh, some I'm sure a lot of you probably already know, and um, maybe you watch the horoscopes for the month, uh, where um, uh, Alex was filling in for me while I was on vacation, so he looked at those. But we, we've looked at whole sign horoscopes for Leo Taurus access throughout the whole summer. So um, if you go back, you could find a few different videos, um, the most recent horoscopes for July and August covering um, the same topic in, in, in a different way, in case you want more. But today what I'm going to do is talk a little bit about this idea of Venus in Leo squaring Uranus as a heart revival and why that's a signature to watch for. And then I'm going to tell you about what area of life in particular to watch for this happening. Um, by whole sign house. So almost like horoscopes, kind of, but uh, just little, almost like a little horoscopic reminder along with an exploration of this theme of reviving the heart. So that is our agenda for today. Before we get into it, as always, don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, share your comments and stories in the comment section. Helps the channel to grow, as you guys know. Um, if you want to ever read the written word of what I've uh, discussed on any given day. You can find transcripts of the daily talks on our website, nightlightastrology.com. When you are there at the website, be sure to check out all of my readings and courses. Um, next week, in fact, between the 14th and 21st of August, for one week, we are running a flash sale on all of my online programs. Uh, the next one-year course, for first-year program in ancient astrology uh, starts in November. We have our uh, Roots and Spheres program that starts in January, our Readings and Passages program that starts in January. There's um, a special podcast series I'm doing this fall. Uh, so lots of classes that you can uh, check out that are going to be on sale for one week uh, next week. So um, I will be, next in next week's videos, I will be um, taking you to the website and showing you how to take advantage of the sale and stuff like that. But just a a heads up that that sale will be launching from the 14th to the 21st of this month. Any questions about anything that you find on our website with our readings and with my readings and our courses, uh, email us info at nightlightastrology.com. Okay, well, real-time clock moment. As always, we're going to look at uh, Venus squaring Uranus in the sky. So just refresh on what's actually happening. And you will see that uh, Venus is in Leo. And I have it set up for horoscopes right now with Aries on the Ascendant, but um, Venus comes through the square to Uranus uh, between Tuesday, August 8th, and today, Wednesday, August 9th. As that square comes through, um, we talked a lot about why this is such a special square yesterday, and on Monday we talked a bit about this as well. There's one particular theme that I want to mention, and well, before I do that, let me just show you this too, one, one little detail, which is that um, if you look at the progression of this transit, um, <clears throat> here we go, you'll notice that Venus is going to be going through the square. It's at 22 degrees here on Wednesday, and then Thursday it's at 21 degrees, 
and then Friday it's at 21 degrees, and then Saturday it's at 20 as it's Kazemi, and then the sun switches and goes into the square uh, next week. So we'll be talking about that next week. So the simple point being that um, this square between Venus and Uranus lasts all the way into the weekend, and then immediately the same kind of Uranian energy is in the air through the um, square that the sun will make. And that was exactly what we talked about in yesterday's video on the powerful features, the unusually powerful features of the last quarter moon. So be sure to check that one out if you haven't, because those details are in effect all week. And I would highly recommend that video yesterday for a more um, well, like, well-rounded like, well um, discussion of the transits of this week. But with Venus squaring Uranus, one theme that comes to mind is revivals of things that have been dead. Um, and specifically around love, relationships, and then we're going to go into these different areas of the birth chart in which the same kind of deadness and reanimation can be seen. Now, why? The main reason for this is that one of the ways that ancient astrologers saw the retrogradation, especially of Venus and Mercury, was that as evening stars, when they were, when they turn retrograde, they are effectively diving into un beneath the horizon. They're becoming invisible. And that was seen as a kind of death and descent into the underworld, followed by their resurrection as morning stars in the east, the place of birth. So in the east, where the sun rises, that was associated with birth. When Venus or Mercury in particular go through their retrogradation, the next time you see them is in the east as morning stars. So that was thought to be a process of dying and being reborn. When Venus is sinking, right, there's a process of death that's occurring. As this process of death is occurring in the sky right now, and that happens as Venus comes closer and closer to the conjunction to the sun, at which point when the conjunction happens, Venus is reborn. But as Venus is getting closer to the sun, she's going through a death. Well, as this death is happening, we're now very close to the rebirthing moment. Venus is hitting several squares. Uh, excuse me. Venus is hitting a slow-moving square to Uranus, the planet that was associated with awakening. And um, the the... Uranus is associated with the word Renaissance. And the word Renaissance, as you guys know, has the you know, historical meaning. of It's associated with a historical period, obviously, um, it, much of which is, by the way, associated with the rebirth of Greek art and the kind of Greek universe where um, the spiritual and the scientific are merged in an imaginative sort of semantic reality. Uh, but at any rate, um, Greek also here being loosely referring to the Greek speaking culture, um, the Greek world, the Hellenistic world, which is not just ethnically Greek um, at any rate. So um, this rebirthing, this awakening, these are words associated with the planet Uranus, a planet that awakens, liberates, that brings swift revolutions, that brings excited... Uh, reanimations. So isn't it interesting that as Venus is dying and really close to that moment of rebirth that is the Kazemi, which is coming this weekend, she's hitting these awakening squares. It's as though, you know, the image that comes to my mind, and I don't, I don't want this to be, I don't think, I don't think of this as a morbid image, but it's sort of like, you know, the paddles that they get out to resuscitate someone and shock the heart into beating again. You get that feeling. You get the feeling of 
the awakening shocks of reanimation uh, this week. And that, that these shocks are coming right before the rebirthing moment is very powerful. It's a very exciting feeling in the air, um, a feeling of resuscitation. And Venus in Leo would mean a resuscitation of the heart, a resuscitation of love, a resuscitation of our loyalties, our inspiration, the convictions and courage we have to follow a heart-centered path in any area of life. And that where there's been some deadness, some loss of conviction, maybe fears and uh, anxieties about the heart's capacity or capabilities, that, th that it's being shocked awake. And this Uranian shock is not a violent shock. It, I don't think of it that way. I mean, certainly Uranus can be disruptive and unexpected. And, you know, sometimes it has a little bit of the tower card in it, as most of you guys know. But um, I don't think of this one, especially with Jupiter co-present with Uranus, as um, harsh. I think of it as um, invigorating. Like, like, it does have the feeling of like, pumping life and blood back into the heart where maybe it's been weakened somehow. But what I absolutely am so excited for with this uh, transit this week and turning the corner into next week, when we also see Venus then hitting the square to Jupiter and the sun hitting the square to Uranus, and there's just so much enthusiasm in the air. Um, what I see is a, a heart that is awakening to possibilities that maybe it had shut down somehow. And that's exciting. So with all of that being said, what I'd like to do now is turn our attention back to um, back to the horoscope. And I just, all I want to do here is I want to take a look at uh, Venus's house location for all 12 signs and just say, this is where you might notice the, the, the shock of new life or of reanimation coming back because it's a very specific way of looking at Venus Uranus. So I want to play it with that with each of the 12 whole sign houses. So if you're an Aries, we listen to your Aries horoscope. Uh, let's start there. We start with Venus being in the fifth house, a place that was called the joy of Venus. It's related to things like children and pregnancy, creativity and creative fulfillment, pleasure and romance. So the romantic spirit, the creative spirit is seeking some kind of um, a moment of rebirth. I think for Aries, the, the, the phrase that I would think of would be a creative awakening, a creative awakening. So watch for that if you're an Aries. Let's go to Taurus. With Taurus, we're looking at the fourth house. This is my own ascending sign. So this is really interesting to me. This has to do with your home, your property, your family, your living environment. Uh, this could also be associated with things like children, parents, family karma. Um, and there's some re rebirthing that's happening there. Um, there's some revisiting perhaps of things from the past, but with a, an eye for heart awakenings around home and family or around your living environment. I think it's interesting that my wife and I during this time have been redoing our bedroom. Uh, it's the first time, you know, since the kids were born that we've been like, you know what, let's, we, let's take a, let's take some time to make our bedroom really the way we want it to. You know, I, I heard someone say this and I totally agree. It's like, you don't want to like, when our kids are a certain age, it's like, you don't want to you know, get nicer furniture because they're just going to, you know, it's like, it's, it's not necessarily kid, um, kid,
kid friendly to get like nicer things when kids are little. So anyway, it's the first time that we're trying to make our bedroom a little nicer. And I think it's been interesting because it's been kind of symbolic of, as you guys know, I've shared this a bunch on our channel of, of uh, Ashley and I getting back to some of our uh, practices that we had before our, our kids came, our morning rituals and our sleeping patterns and things like that. So uh, our bedroom remaking has been very much in line with the Venus retrograde. Anyway, but there could be so many other things related to home and family. All right, so for uh, Gemini's, <clears throat> we go to the third house, and the topics of technology, communication, learning, thinking, the mind, writing, uh, all come all come up. Um, this wouldn't be it wouldn't be surprising for me uh, to hear you know a Gemini client come in and tell me that they had gotten the inspiration to write again after a while or that there was the desire to launch a podcast or build a website, or that they were using technology in a new and interesting way in their workplace or their business. Um, also, this has to do with changes of mind, changes in how you perceive and think and communicate, changes that you make to the immediate environment around you, maybe even changes around siblings, and this theme of awakening, awakenings of the heart around mind, environment, thinking, perception, communication, um, a more heart-centered way of thinking and seeing and relating to people also comes to mind. Those are some of the, uh, you know, maybe magic elements of Venus doing her awakening in the third house if you're a Gemini. Now for Cancers, excuse me, we have um, Venus retrograde in the second house. And this Venus retrograde in the second house could indicate that there is a change around money and finances, uh, business and uh, business skills or development, uh, resources like what you own or possess, buying and selling things, income and expenditures, uh, time and energy and resources as a broader, almost like energetic concept. How do you spend your energy? Uh, how do you manage it? What kinds of um, values are guiding the way that you spend your time, money, energy, resources, etc.? So some awakening here could uh, it could speak to something that you want to own or possess versus some, maybe changing your mind about, I mean, anything from your wardrobe to the car you drive. Uh, there could be some need to make creative changes to the way that you work with what you have or what you want or what you desire or what you value. Uh, those are things that uh, speak loudly here. Also, um, how do you... Um, how do you relate like what like your worth to what you have or don't have? And I, I could see this as a moment of getting really clear about what values grant you deeper self-esteem or or cut away at your self-esteem. And there could be some really nice clarity that comes uh, through this transit this week. Well, if you're a Leo, then this goes right into the first house. Uh, and Venus brings that heart awakening the resuscitation or revival of the heart becomes deeply personal, even physical. Uh, the first house is the place of body, mind, and spirit. It is the place of your character. It's the place of your health. So whether it's wardrobe, external, superficial, bodily changes, not that they're superficial in a bad way, um, or it's a tattoo, or it's a change of wardrobe, or it's a change of health regimen or diet or workout, or whether it's, it's deeper changes in value and character, my personality and who I want to be and what I want to be seen as or in relation to is changing. So 
how are you changing and what in what are what is influencing you to change could there be a kind of heart-centered awakening uh that is helping you to clarify who you are and how you want to be seen or how you want to show up physically psychologically etc those are the things that i would watch for with uh venus in the first house well with virgo rising we take and uh Venus goes into the 12th. In the 12th house, we're looking at the um, possibility for things that are in our blind spot to, to be um, important somehow. So for example, could there be um, issues around love and relationships that are in our blind spot? Could there be issues with friends or women or sisters, uh, lovers that are in our blind spot somehow? But this would be a moment to recognize what's in our blind spot, whether it's our own unconscious um, issues that affect our relationships, our love, our self-esteem, uh, or if it's literal people that somehow are in our blind spot that aren't great for us somehow. This is a positive moment of awakening and bringing greater awareness to such things. Um, anytime you got, you know, we've got a new moon building here, the Venus retrograde hitting Uranus, um, makes me also think that there's an opportunity to really become aware of something uh, in a blind spot and to maybe develop some higher understanding of ourselves or of life as a result. Uranus is squaring, obviously, from the ninth house, too, which almost implies like a bringing of higher wisdom to some kind of unconscious spot for Virgos. All right. Well, for Libras, we take this Venus transit, this heart resuscitation or revival into the 11th house, the place of friends, allies, and groups. <clears throat> it makes me wonder about changes in groups that you belong to or associate with. It makes me wonder about changing loyalties. Um, it, it makes me wonder about knowing who you can trust or who kind of having almost like an understanding of where like I can place my heart, my heart in the hands of these people because they're good and they're friends and they're allies. And this could be just the appearance of allies or beneficial people in your life that are bringing joy. This is your ascendant ruler after all. So maybe you're finding people that are helping mirror back to you something of your own priorities or, or self-worth um, and that, that can affirm and help you along your way. On the other hand, maybe there is some need to change loyalties as you're changing yourself and your, your understanding of yourself. And so you need different kinds of people. But this would be a very heart-centered moment of revitalizing, maybe even rekindling old relationships or, you know, healing different kinds of group or um, group associations or friendships. All right, let's move along to Scorpio. This places Venus's, uh, Venus's moment of rebirth into your 10th house, place of career and your public facing self, the part of you that seeks recognition, mastery, success, professional achievement, or um, even just the sense of having a professional calling of some kind, or of um, what you're here in the world to do or practice in some way. Uh, this is a moment of rebirth and resuscitation for Venus in that house, which might mean that the joy or the happiness in what you're doing or who you're working with is somehow streaming back in after a period of dormancy or, or challenge. This could be a um, reorientation of your life path through the career house in some way that feels revitalizing. Uh, for Sagittarians, the uh, 
Venus retrograde falls into the ninth house, a place of the higher mind and our beliefs, whether those are political or moral or spiritual or intellectual orientations. It's a place of higher learning and teachers and travel abroad. I wonder here about leisurely, fun, exciting travel as a theme or of uh, learning of themes around uh, art and women and uh, anything Venusian that also uh, connects you to your 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 system of beliefs or your way of making your way through the world based on the hierarchy of values that you operate through. Uh, Venus's retrograde here could point toward a moment of finding your faith again or finding your joy or your passion or enthusiasm or even finding the beauty and truth in life or finding something that points you like a North Star in the right direction, uh, but that star in this case is Venus somehow. Um, so, you know, the, 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 also I wonder about the sharing of beliefs in relationships as a key theme and maybe something that is showing signs of new life in that area. Sometimes people go back to school under such transits or they find that they're better able to share something of their spirituality with a spouse or lover if you're a Capricorn, this comes into your eighth house. And the moment of rebirth here in the most positive sense would have to do with the shifting landscapes of your soul contracts, the things that you, you know, the things that you share, the the relationships that have features of, of give and take. I give this to you and as in an exchange, somehow you give this to me. That there is a changing or reprioritizing of what is being given or what is being taken or what is being exchanged. And this would probably be something that um, is quite positive given the theme of, of rebirth that's uh, accompanying Venus here. Um, there's a new moon forming in this house too. So new soul bonds or new soul contracts, new forms of resource, resources that are coming in through other people, new resources. Uh, these are all really interesting themes and ones that would likely bring a feeling of revitalization with them. Um, now, maybe there's also the exploration of debts and getting out of debts or um, being freed or liberated from old bonds or debts. I could see that as a theme as well. Uh, let's go forward to Aquarius, which is going to put Venus in the sort of quintessential place of love and relationships, the seventh house. So here it's just straight up about a moment of rebirth around your um, your closest relationships. Now, some people are going to have this and they're not going to be in a relationship. You could meet someone. Some people are going to be not in a relationship and this is going to pertain to your social life in some more general or greater sense or some in, in particular, um, some particular relationships, I mean, some specific friendships, perhaps. This could also be a theme of awakening or transformation around sexuality or just your sexual energy or how you relate to others in a romantic and creative uh, sense. But mostly for people who are in relationships, this would signify major changes for a partner or spouse or in the relationship itself and probably quite positive ones, ones that feature that idea of reviving or uh, energizing the heart. And then finally, uh, Pisces. So for Pisces, this goes into the sixth house this is an interesting place because the sixth is a place that's often associated with work, labor, sacrifice, uh, sickness, servitude, but also the things that we have to suffer through as a part of a nobler or higher cause. Uh, this is why the sixth house is often also associated with service, uh, but sacrificial work. Venus here strikes me as um, energizing the heart because of meaningful 
uh, projects or meaningful work or meaningful labor or meaningful sacrifice. Maybe that sacrifice is in love, or maybe it's personal sacrifice that is helping you feel better or look better or feel healthier. Maybe it's the kind of work that you're doing with someone else to build something. Uh, but there's a feeling here of the joy of working toward things you love or sacrificing or serving on behalf of people or things that you love and that it's energizing you right now in some way. It's literally maybe even helping you feel healthier or happier. So these are just some brief reminders of the 12 whole sign houses, Venus's placement in them, and what kind of heart resuscitation you might be noticing right now. Um, I hope that this was useful for you just as kind of reviving or resuscitating some of what we've said in horoscopes for the past couple of months. I think it's easy to forget the target areas of the whole sign houses when you're in the midst of the transit. So I just wanted to, um, you know, go back over those things today. Well, that is what I have. I hope that you are having a fantastic day. If you have a story to share, don't forget, use the hashtag grabbed. Tell us the transit. Tell us your story in the comment section or email us your story grabbed at nightlightastrology.com. We love to uh, aggregate those stories and do storytelling episodes occasionally, as you guys know. So uh, this is a big transit. I'm sure there's going to be some good stories. So uh, think of us and, and share if you're if you're willing. All right, that's what I've got. I hope you guys are having a good one. We will see you again tomorrow. Bye, everyone.